Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, sports fans, what is going on? Welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on this Wednesday, February 2nd. Happy National Signing Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Looks like we're going to have six more weeks of winter. This is a very special episode broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 in Noonan, Georgia. But we got a great show for you. On the show is my former co-host of the Up All Night Show, Brad Page. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about Tom Brady, the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the transfer portal. But let's get right into the headline that has dominated the sports world this morning. I turned on ESPN. I turned on Fox Sports. It's all about Brian Flores this morning. Here's my thoughts on Brian Flores. He's a great coach. He shouldn't have got fired from Miami. He got fired after a 24-25 and record with Miami. He was 9-8 and his last season, and he won seven straight games. I hope he gets a job because he is a very good coach. And if these allegations are true, then shame on the rest of the league. We did have word yesterday afternoon. It actually broke after my show that Tom Brady retired officially after 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings, 10 Super Bowl appearances. I mean, the accolades speak for himself. You could go down the list and there's no debate that Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. Even greater than Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor. They had a special where they got a Mount Rushmore of football players in the history of the National Football League, and Tom Brady comes out on top. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore, but in a lot of football accolades, they have Tom Brady as the greatest of all time, and that's why they call him the GOAT. I beg to differ. I think that he's he could be the greatest athlete of all time, and I'm including Muhammad Ali, Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. So it's interesting to see where his legacy goes. And what's going to happen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is Kyle Trask ready to take over as the starting quarterback? And what are the expectations now for Tampa? Is Gronk going to still be on the team? But is Tampa back to mediocrity like they were with Jameis Winston before Tom Brady got there? The Washington football team now has a new name. They will be known as the Washington Commanders. And Jimmy Garoppolo says his farewell speech to the San Francisco 49er fan base He's expected to be traded in March. He wants to go to a situation where the team can win right away. But the Trey Lance era in San Francisco officially begins. We had some upsets in college basketball. Ole Miss beating LSU. So congratulations to Tennessee getting the win over Texas A&M 90-80. They'll take on Vanderbilt this weekend. The Auburn Tigers get a nice victory over their longtime hated rival, Alabama Crimson Tide, 100-81, as they are now 21-1 on the season, the number one team in the country, and that's always a great matchup. They sweep the season series with the Crimson Tide, and they will travel to Athens this Saturday to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. 
in an SEC battle as Auburn is poised to get an overall number one seed, but they just got to keep winning. In the National Basketball Association last night, we had a good one in San Antonio. The Golden State Warriors playing without Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, pretty much their starting five, rallied from a 15-point deficit to beat San Antonio on the road, 124 to 120. Boy, the Spurs, not the same team without Kawhi Leonard, Amanda Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. Is it time for Greg Popovich to retire? The Spurs are in danger of missing out on the playoffs completely, which is unheard of for one of the greatest dynasties in basketball in the last 20 years. You had the Phoenix Suns, still the best team in the NBA, beating the Brooklyn Nets 121 to 111. Is Brooklyn going to try to weather the storm as they are currently the sixth seed in the NBA playoffs? Once they get Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving, if they're all playing together, does Brooklyn have a shot at making it to the NBA Finals? The Toronto Raptors was able to get a big win over the Miami Heat, 110 to 106. And Gary Trent had another 30-point performance. So we do have some big high school basketball games this weekend. LaGrange, LaGrange is 17-4 and on the season. They're going to take on their crosstown rival, Troop County, in LaGrange. I want to try to go to that game. I'm actually going to be up in LaGrange this weekend. That would be a good game to go to. Russell County and Barber County tomorrow. Today at the Lumpkin Center, you have the Columbus State Lady Cougars and Cougars taking on South Carolina Aiken in a Peach Belt Conference matchup. You got LaGrange College taking on Covenant this weekend. The River Dragons and the Rapids are off this weekend. The River Dragons will not play until February 11th. The next home game for the Rapids is February 10th. I'm interested to see how fast they get that turf out of the Civic Center in time for the ice. I was talking to one of the workers at the Columbus Civic Center. The ice is going to be, the ice is permanently there. And so when they laid the turf on top of the ice, they got to remove the turf each time. But it is nice to see two professional sports teams playing in the Columbus Civic Center at the same time. Of course, we have Columbus Lions in the spring, and we have the Columbus Chattahoots coming in June. So pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in baseball on February the 14th. But the lockout still continues. No resolution in sight. There's a chance that spring training games could be canceled as we approach the deadline. There hasn't been any moves in baseball. And so we can't really talk about the baseball season. But we do have college baseball that's on the horizon. But I will cover plenty of college baseball and high school baseball on this show. All right, so don't forget tomorrow on the show, Eric Taylor, the former Freed Hardman soccer player. He was on the show before we talked about soccer. We talked about World Cup qualifying and club teams. And we'll talk everything World Cup qualifying. The United States takes on Honduras today. They are currently tied for second in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying with Mexico with 18 points. Canada is on a very good pace to reach the World Cup for the first time since 1986 as they have 22 points. They're pretty much a lock 
to make it to the World Cup. They will take on El Salvador today. So we got some pretty good World Cup qualifying matches today. Jamaica and Costa Rica. Costa Rica's just got to start winning out if they want to reach the World Cup. Mexico taking on Panama. Panama's got 17 points. Mexico's got 18 points. That is a very, very important game, especially since the top three teams in CONCACAF will qualify for the World Cup. Now, the fourth place team in CONCACAF will be in a tournament with the opportunity to make it to the World Cup. And of course, all this World Cup qualifying stuff ends in March. We'll have the groupings, and then the World Cup will start in November in Qatar. I'm excited about the World Cup. I watched the World Cup in 2018, even when the United States was not in it. And of course, France is the defending champions. We'll even talk about a little bit about indoor soccer, because the Memphis Americans taking on the Fayetteville Fury with a doubleheader this weekend. Don't forget, I also have my columbus rapids podcast that i do with matt austin and that will air tomorrow we have a special guest casey hall on the show you don't want to miss it and i think it's time to bring on my former co-host of the up all night show brad page but before i do here's a little clip of us strolling down memory lane on the up all night show one of our episodes on the campus of freed hartman university So many great memories. We were so young. It was 20 years ago. Let's roll the clip. How's everybody doing out there? I am Richard Holdridge. And I'm Brad Page. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the second show. This is the Thursday night edition of the Up All Night Show. And as you know, Monday night was our first episode. We had SGA president Wes Howe. And Brad, I must say, that show was quite a success. I'm really glad that we had a Wes Howe on here. He is truly a great Christian example, and I think he's going to do a great job with um, our student body this year. And I'm great. I'm really think that the SGA is going to do a really good job for helping us all out, and I just can't wait to see what they have in store for us all. It was really great to have a lot of people come up to me and to you as well, giving us compliments about the show. Yeah. And freshmen just coming up saying, "Wow, I really like the show." All right. Yeah. Well, we really do appreciate the compliments and. Everybody watching, so, you know, just keep on watching. That'll be good. Keep on watching, and Stop. keep on looking for those flyers. Yeah. Stick around. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On the show today, I got Brad Page, my former co-host of the Up All Night Show. Brad, welcome back to the show, and may I say this is going to be the first time that this show is also going to be broadcasted on 99.1 WQEE in Noonan, Georgia. Thank you, Richard. I am very excited. I'm excited the opportunity being on the radio uh, broadcast. I'm, I'm very uh, blessed to uh, have this opportunity. Thank you for letting me uh, come on, man. Well, yeah, there's no pressure. I mean, you only did you know TV 40 back in the day, and we got on the radio, uh, called a baseball game at 91.5 at Freed Hardman, but no pressure. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no pressure, definitely. So we're going to talk the latest sports headline, and of course, we've got the Super Bowl coming up in about two weeks. you got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Tom Brady made it official. He officially retires from the NFL We'll talk about that. Also, if you're a big transfer portal guy, which I know you are, because you're probably watching who's Tennessee going to get from the transfer portal, Caleb Williams has officially announced he is going to play 
his college football at USC and join Lincoln Riley. And today's a very special day. Today is signing day and also Groundhog Day. Brad, your thoughts first on Tom Brady retiring. Well, uh, we look at Brady. I mean, you look at seven Super Bowl rings. You look at the great accomplishment he's had. Um, He is arguably the best quarterback ever, you could say. I don't know if there's ever going to be a quarterback that will win seven Super Bowl rings. Uh, He's had a tremendous career. I I believe due to many things, especially his coach, um, Bill Belichick, probably one of the best coaches ever. You could argue that. And the team that, the teams that he was surrounded, the talent that he had for so many years, the wide receivers he was able to throw to, uh, the great defenses he was uh, surrounded with. Uh, it's it's a tremendous career that Tom Brady has had, and I just don't know if we're ever going to see a quarterback win as many Super Bowls uh, as he has and have a great career as he has. We might, but – uh, it's definitely hard to beat. I was listening to some of the sports talk shows yesterday because that's what I do when I host a podcast and now a radio show. I listen to other people like Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, but that's neither here or there. They're pretty much saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady will go down, is if not the greatest football player of all time, but could possibly be the most decorated athlete of all time. That is quite for debate because now you're putting him in the category of Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky and Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. But Tom Brady, his accomplishments, I don't think will ever be duplicated. Just like I don't think there's going to be a wide receiver that's ever going to duplicate what Jerry Rice did. But we have the game has changed. I believe Tom Brady was playing with a little bit easier rules than the likes of Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway. But those passing yard records, the touchdown records, I think that there are some quarterbacks that can break those records eventually because it's a passing game now. And right now, now Matt Ryan currently has the lead for the most passing yards among active quarterbacks, even more than Aaron Rodgers. He's got more passing yards right now than Aaron Rodgers. And Matt Ryan, I believe, has got seven more years left. If Matt Ryan continues to pass the football like he does, I think that he could get into the stratosphere of breaking Tom Brady's passing yard record. I don't remember Tom Brady as a quarterback that would constantly throw for 400 yards. He relied on his run game. He relied on his defense. The seven, 10 Super Bowl appearances is what the quarterbacks are going to be going after. And I don't think there's going to be a quarterback that's even going to come close. No, I don't either. I mean, I mean, you do have these young up-and-coming quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now Joe Burrow. You know, I don't know of, of those three if they could match, you know, uh, you know what uh, Tom Brady is doing. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. All right, Brad, switching gears, we're going to talk a little bit about college football because today is National Signing Day. Right now, Texas A&M currently has the number one recruiting class, followed by Alabama and the defending national champions, Georgia. But there will be a changing of the guard in college football. 
the college football realm has been dominated by the SEC. In fact, we have two SEC quarterbacks in the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. But Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams makes his announcement. He's following his old coach, Lincoln Riley, to USC. Brad, is USC back to their dominance in the early 2000s with Pete Carroll, Matt Leinart, and Reggie Bush? (laughs) Well, I mean, it might be a little bit too early to say that, but they could be on their way back. I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, Caleb Williams uh, definitely helps that. You know, it, you know, if they're going to be good as they were with Liner, Lindell White, Reggie Bush, <laughs> all those great players, you know, they had. You know, I mean, um, maybe Riley can uh, pull in some great players. You know, we we might see that uh, USC might could eventually be back in the top ten. And, and and be good like they were, um, like they were in the two thousands, mid two thousands or so. I'm originally from California, where college football has no tradition, no passion, <laughs> no passionate fan bases, no flags flying on cars. If you were to poll the casual football fan in California, who is your favorite college football team? You might get a group in Fresno that might be passionate about Fresno State football. San Diego State, since the Chargers aren't there in San Diego anymore, USC was the fan base for many years in the early 2000s because there was no professional football team in Los Angeles until the Rams and the Chargers moved there. But USC, it'd be nice to be back. It would give people in California a reason to watch college football. I think it's embarrassing, even though when Cal and Stanford were good, they still didn't have passionate college football fans. And I like Stanford because I grew up 20 minutes from the campus. And when Jim Harbaugh was coaching the Stanford Cardinal and they were going to BCS games and they were making it to the Rose Bowl and they had players like Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey, they had a decade of winning football under Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw. But they never once had passionate fans that love Stanford football. If you went there, great. They couldn't even sell out a Stanford-USC game at the farm. In fact, there'd be more USC fans. That is disappointing, but I understand that this is the culture. And that's why I'm here, Brad, because – I'm born and raised in California. I live in the South. I see the difference between passionate fans in college football compared to California and now compared to the South, where Georgia is a very transplant state. We still have the Georgia Bulldogs, but we still have plenty of Tennessee fans, plenty of Alabama, plenty of Auburn fans. So it's great. Yeah, I would say probably USC might get the best um, fan base in California based on their success that they had the last. But, yeah, it's definitely tough to to pull kids from California because a lot of the SEC teams are pulling kids from California itself, you know. So to keep players in California, that's that's a tough job, you know, for, for, for any coach to have, I would say, whether you're at USC, UCLA, uh, you know, to, to keep the recruiting there in your home state, you know, it's definitely got to be tough. So it, it'd be interesting to see what – uh, Riley does definitely starting with Williams and and who can come after that. All right, Brad. Like I mentioned to Jenny Fisher on the podcast on Tuesday, 
Are you ready to enroll in Bracketology 101? The course, they start at February 1st. Are you ready to enroll? <laughs> um, I, get, I guess I can show up to class. <laughs> All right. So get ready for yeah. your lesson because right. we have some SEC basketball tonight. Arkansas taking on Georgia. Kentucky, they moved up in the polls. They're now fifth. Brad, did you know that that Auburn-Kentucky game a couple of weeks ago was the second most watched college basketball game this season? 2.5 million views on CBS. Wow. I did not know that, actually. I mean, yeah, you know, Auburn is definitely having a great year. And, I mean, and then you got the big powerhouse in Kentucky. You know, just to see how Auburn does with a great uh, tradition like Kentucky. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for March Madness. I mean, it is right around the corner. I mean, I know we got the uh, the conference tournaments to go through first and everything like that, but uh, I, you know, I'm always excited for March Madness. You know, to see who can show up uh, out of nowhere and and beat these uh, big teams. Uh, it's, it's definitely exciting. You know, this is a exciting time of year. You know, definitely with the Super Bowl and then after that, not long we got March Madness. So, I mean, this is a good time, uh, a good sports time. And Brad, I. Enjoy watching college basketball. I'll even watch a college basketball game in November, which you would think I have a clear advantage when it comes to filling out your bracket when it comes March Madness time. However, I can almost guarantee you it happens every year. My bracket is going to get busted because you just don't know. Sometimes these teams get hot. An 11th seeded UCLA makes it to the final four last year. And if it wasn't for a Jalen Suggs, game-winning shot, UCLA is playing Baylor in the title game. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. I mean, yeah, it's very it's very hard to really pitch all the right teams on the bracket. A lot of people definitely struggle with that, but but that's the beauty of the March Madness because some team out of nowhere just gets on the hot streak and, you know, you're pulling for them. You know, whatever it be like, you know, Butler did, you know, um, a few years ago or um, Loyola Chicago or, or, you know, you know, just some team out of nowhere, you know, you never really heard of start beating these big programs and you know and it, it definitely could uh, happen again it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens all right so i'm looking at the sec standings and pretty much your bracketology your locks are going to be auburn kentucky arkansas tennessee alabama is on the bubble mississippi state's on the bubble lsu might sneak in because they got a pretty good overall record but they're four and four in the sec and everybody else is on the bubble, including Texas A&M, Florida, South Carolina. So they're more than like likely looking at an NIT berth. Missouri, yes. Ole Miss, and Georgia are not – they're done. They're, their season's done unless they win the SEC tournament. Right. Georgia's not getting – 1-7 in the SEC, 6-15 and 15 overall. And they play Arkansas today. They actually have to take on Alabama on Saturday. Tennessee, your team, they travel to Columbia, South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks, and they look like they're going to be a lock to get into this tournament, but do you see a collision course where it's going to be Auburn and Kentucky in the SEC championship and possibly in the NCAA tournament? Remember a couple of years ago, Auburn played Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Right. I mean, I mean Tennessee could get on a roll. Uh, ho- hopefully they can. I hope they do. They, they did suffer a heartbreaking loss down in Austin. Uh, the other night when Rick Barnes went back to Texas, uh, but uh, they, uh, I thought it was over in the second half, but they did come back and fight, but they did lose by a point there. Um, yeah, I mean, it could happen. You know, I mean, it could be uh, um, 
Auburn and uh, Kentucky uh, in the championship. Uh, you know, we'll just see. You never know what can happen in the SEC tournament. You know, some team could get hot, and um, and and if they win it, you know, they're going to get a great seed in the turn in, in the big tournament. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see what happens. Brad, the Super Bowl is in two weeks. It's the Cincinnati Bengals making their first Super Bowl appearance since the 1988 season. And it's the Los Angeles Rams. They were in the Super Bowl three years ago against the Patriots with Jared Goff in Atlanta. Now they're here with Matthew Stafford. They're a four-point favorite against the Bengals. I'm really looking forward to this Super Bowl. Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. Who you got in the Super Bowl? What are you looking forward to the most? Um, Well, first of all, I don't think we've ever had a NFL postseason that has had so many close games come down to field goal at the very last second or going overtime or whatever. The postseason this year has probably been one of the best we've ever had because, you know, there's been so many playoff, NFL playoffs before where uh, big teams just blow out the other teams and, and, and uh, the games are just not that interesting. So I'm hoping the Super Bowl is going to live up to the hop as well. I hope it's going to be another good, close game like we've had. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I mean, I think the Bengals are hot. And uh, I know a lot of people are against them, but I know uh, the Rams have the star power. Uh, but uh, Burrow, the way he's playing right now, I mean, that fire and uh, intensity and, and everything, I mean, uh, it would be the first Super Bowl the Bengals have ever won. I mean, the Bengals definitely could pull it off. So I'm I'm going with the Bengals, but I, mean, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Rams do win. You know, with Odell Beckham and uh, Stafford and Von Miller and, and all the many uh, great star players they have. As we can see, don't count Burrow out. You know, because he went to Nashville, got it done. He went into Arrowhead and got it done. You know, it, it could happen. I hope it's going to be a great game. I hope it's not going to be a blowout. I, I just hope it's going to be a great game like the last few games that we've seen. The city of Cincinnati is having a great year so far. The Cincinnati Bearcats, the first non-Power 5 school to reach the college football playoff. Well, the Cincinnati Reds, all the pressure's on you to do well in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati uh, is definitely rolling right now. And it's funny how it happens. You know, it's funny how, you know, one, one sports town – you know, start to get hot with all the other sports, and they all follow in. You know, we'll see what happens. So definitely, um, I'm, I hope it's going to be a great game. Really, am excited about this Super Bowl, and I'm really looking forward to sports after football. I know that we're disappointed that, but we still have college basketball. We got Major League Baseball coming up. We even have mm-hmm. the USFL in April. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been not long after that. We'll have the NBA playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, just because football is over doesn't mean sports is over. You know, we you know, we got a lot of great uh, great events coming up. The Masters won't be long after that as well. And, uh, yeah, um, because usually after Super Bowl, March Madness is around the corner. Yeah, it's going to be – it's still going to be a good time. Well, Brad, I definitely want to have you back on the show and we could talk some Memphis Grizzlies as they make a big playoff push yeah. in the Western Conference. Yeah, and congratulations yeah. to John ja Morant for making his first ever All-Star game. Absolutely. It's I'm very happy for him. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely deserved it. And uh, hopefully the Grizzlies can uh, keep it going. Uh, you know, they might need to add a, a veteran piece uh, to definitely uh, compete with the Suns and Warriors and, and whoever comes out of the West. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm. It's it's a sign time for the Grizzlies right now. 
um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy for the way they uh, they definitely played so far, and and Moran is definitely unbelievable. So um, yeah, I'm very very happy for him. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, and you're also on the radio, so no pressure. Want to thank all my listeners, and uh, don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook page, and write a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.